Mini episode 294 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by TV Howl, your home on the web for coverage of today's television scene and a look at the history of the medium as covered by big-time TV critic Adam Buckman. Follow them on the web at tvhowl.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late-night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. All right, everybody. It's Rick Morris and Kyle Ross talking football once again in the FDH Lounge, just as we did uh, through all of the last two football seasons. We're going to be previewing the AFC right here. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that th- we're going to do this where we're going to hit the entire AFC in one preview for reasons that Kyle can lay out here in a moment. This is going to correspond because we did early 2013 previews slash 2012 recaps of all of the divisions after the last year go ahead and correspond to this if you want to check out what we had to say then because it, this is sort of the second half of all of that analysis afc east was number 252 afc north 253 afc south 255 afc west 256 and, and spoiler alert i don't have much to say different than what i did then uh, so I, I don't mean to be repetitive but i have a lot of the same opinions Kyle, i know yours have been a little bit more flawed. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, between that time, we did those, like, February, March-ish. It was before yeah. the draft. It was before a lot of free agents. Yeah. It was before, you know, you can crunch the numbers. Yeah. And I don't think, overall, my opinions have changed too much. Okay. But it's really nice. I mean, certainly, you know, a guy like me loves to look at the Vegas odds. Those weren't out of time. Right. And you can take a look at the Vegas uh, over-unders for the win totals. Take a look at some other stuff. A lot of previews are out now. I always like to say, I'm not. I'm one of these guys. I'm not rigid. I like to read other people's opinions. Yeah. If too. somebody really, really likes something, I'll think twi- twice about a team. Maybe oh, okay. Maybe, 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 maybe. Or on the flip side, if somebody comes out like, man, this team's gonna stink. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, let me look into this. And in, in some cases, you have that. I don't think, grand scheme of things, there's anything that I've totally changed my mind on for this season. But I feel a lot more convinced of some things and the number one thing i'm most convinced of it's funny we're now two commissioners removed from the late great pete rosell mm-hmm. his dream of parody has been achieved in the nfl and we brought this up in previous previews the vikings in the playoffs yeah well it's just more so than that than just teams being able to come from nowhere and there'll be instances of that this year i'm sure some that we accurately predict some we don't i have every team except one slotted between 5 and 11 and 11 and 5. I just don't see these great, a group of great teams. You know, obviously your your New England's, your Denver's, your San Francisco's, your Seattle's are going to be very good, probably the class of the league. But I don't think they're overwhelmingly dominant. And consequently, you know, everyone kind of thinks your Oakland's and your Jacksonville's really stink. But I don't think they may, in terms of one loss record, stink as much as you might think they're going to. It's not that easy we're going to run through some stats here right. that'll be good to help you bet some, th- some things. Obviously, we'll be doing the week-by-week stuff that went over so well last year. Yep. And uh, we'll set the tone if you're looking to bet you know, um, NFL over-unders sometime here in the next couple weeks or just you kind of want to get a read on your favorite team. 
Um, I'm really confident. I'm even confident looking ahead to next season, not just this upcoming season, wow. but 2014. I'm even kind of, you know, looking ahead, okay, you know, to the future. I'm buying into the, some of these teams for multiple years. Some teams, I'm like, okay, this could be their last trip. You want to know where they're at on their trajectory. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I really do. You know, there's some teams – for instance, that I like this year, but not so much long-term. Mm -hmm. There's some teams that I'm like, yeah, so-so this year, but for the future, they'll be okay. So it's going to be it's gonna be good. And um, what, you know, you referenced this at the top, that for the AFC, usually what we do is we go division by division. Yeah. But to me, when you read through the previews and having talked to you beforehand, I think there's almost a universal agreement in who the four division winners are going to be in the AFC. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to start there, and then I wanted to go all the way down to the bottom because I think there's a lot of unanimous agreement who the bad teams are going to be in the AFC. Gotcha. But to me, the real, lack of a term, fun is who are the wild cards going to be? As yeah. you know, and I brought references several times last year, and it held true, every year since the current playoff format was instituted, six teams per conference with the two buys, you at least have four new playoff entrants every year. Right. At least four. And it was four last year. Uh, it and it's usually more than that. It's usually, yeah, I mean, it's usually, you know, five or six. Yeah. Usually it's about half of them switch out. But last year was only four. Uh, you know, the Redskins were new into the playoffs. The Vikings were new. Colts. Colts. The Seahawks. And I guess those might have been the four. Yeah. But um, I'm just trying to think real quick. Yeah, I think those are it. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, I, I've been racking my brain with the AFC, and, you know, that's caused me to make some some maybe different predictions that I thought that would hold true when we last spoke. So well, and this is a good thought on your part for formatting it this way. It'll keep it from being too repetitive from what we did before because, yeah. again, like you said, the really good teams, the really piss-poor teams, pretty obvious. But of the four, I would say uh, four to consensus division winners. Well, well, let me let me pose the question to you. Who do you think is the one probably getting picked the least of, of the four? Well, first of all, let's just clarify. Okay. In case of anyone that listened or if anyone just is kind of in the dark and doesn't know. I, it's safe to say that the majority of publications you read or podcasts you listen to will have New England in the east, Cincinnati in the north, Houston in the south, Denver in the west. Right. New England and Denver are going to be the two favorites because they're New England and Denver. Uh, Denver obviously had the big jump up to 13-3 and three last right. year. They have Peyton Manning. New England is New England. I know that you know they're going to probably, well, they'll certainly be without one of their two tight ends from last year for yeah. the, for for, <laughs> for about you know some about for about 25 to life. It sounds like uh, yeah. you know, but and then Gronk is obviously injured and may miss the start of the season. But to answer your question, I don't know. It's kind of it's, Cincinnati is probably the least unanimous yes, of the four because of the Steelers. Because I would of say. this, and this just in the Ravens won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, now you and I, were everybody's not, writing them off as far as winning the division again, and I think justifiably so because they've lost so much. It, it's re it requires a little bit of a leap of faith with the Bengals just because Andy Dalton, we've seen questions about him in the playoffs and everything like that. But to, to see them winning the division, I think, I, I mean, I agree with it. I got them winning the division by two games. By the way, all of my picks, you can check them out, uh, the, the, the game, uh, the the, uh, the win totals, Fantasy Football Draftology at FantasyDraftHelp.com. Maybe I'll send mine over to you, too, after this show. All right, page 14, actually, is where you can find uh, my, my things in there. It doesn't have my byline on it, but those are my picks, kids. Okay, so 
it's funny, and by the way, a thing with Baltimore, too. Remember last year, I think we were in agreement. I know I picked them not to make the playoffs, but the Giants, you know, were the Super Bowl champions two years ago. And I yeah. said, yeah, they're, you know what, they were kind of a fluky, get hot in the playoffs team, and I don't think they're going to repeat it. And I, I could see the Ravens I following think I suit. Had, I, had, I had Baltimore, I think, winning the division last year. Yeah, you, you, yeah. I was, you were bigger on Baltimore, I know. At Baltimore, yeah. I did not have making the playoffs. Right. I was cold on Baltimore all the way through. You, you were a year early. Yeah. Because basically, yeah. yeah. You, you were at where Baltimore is this year. Yeah. But looking at the four teams that everyone thinks can win the division, New England. Yes, Tom Brady has lost his, I believe, either five or six top pass catchers from a year ago. But he's never really had great receivers anyway. You always get the fact that, you know, I mean, it's going to be tough to tell because Welker went to Denver right. where he's going to have another great all-time great quarterback. But, you know, would Wes Welker have been Wes Welker without Tom Brady? I don't think so. But And he had Randy Moss basically the one awesome year. Right. By the way, hat, hat tip to uh, Ben Chu in the 21st Century Media Alliance, specifically uh, that NBAlotterypick.com, uh, tipping me to this. Ken Burrell Tompkins, a great sleeper wide receiver a candidate for uh, the Patriots. He looks okay. like he's going to be the starter opposite Amendola there. Kenbrell Tompkins. Okay, there we go. Get him. Okay. My point is this, and this kind of ties in what you just said. I don't think that matters. When you look at the Patriots, and we'll talk about the rest of the AFC East later on, mm-hmm. there's just still too big of a gap. I know that so a lot of people want to buy into Miami. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to write off the Jets and, and the Bills are the Bills. That even if the Patriots slip a bit, and they uh, won 12 games last year. I don't think they're going to equal that this year. Right. They would have to fall, you know, even – is there any other team in the AFC East capable of going 10-6? and six? I don't think no. so. So New England, to me, I've got them 11-5. and five. I want to bring up a theory here – or not a theory. It's, I it's, agree it's, with it's the sort number. of a stat that as far as NFL win totals go, their win total, I believe, is 11.5, Ricky, if you could double-check that yes. for me. I think it's 11.5. It's 11. It's 11, even. Yeah. Okay. Well, check this out. In the last 11 years, you've had 55 teams with preseason win totals of 10 or higher. They've only gone over 40% of the time. Okay. And if you take off the take out the Peyton Manning Indianapolis Colts, that drops to 37%. Okay. So I'm going to have them right at 11. They're not going to go over. Yep. I, I, I think they're going to contend for a bot. Obviously, they'll be in the mix for a first-round bye, New England. It's interesting. We talked about this a lot, I remember, the, in the last time we talked about the Patriots in the mini-episode, the number 252. They're hanging their hat, and a lot of their supporters in the media are hanging their hat a lot on these Super Bowls, which have wins, that are getting further and further in the past. Right. Since that time, I mean, the last couple, since they lost to the Giants, the first time they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl, this is a team who has hardly any big playoff wins. Right. They beat the infamous Tim Tebow Broncos. Yeah. They beat the Ravens the following week in the AFC Championship game, Yeah, the la- which was a game they probably deserved to lose. They were outplayed, right. and then they lost to the Ravens. And then they beat a Houston Texans team, still cutting its teeth in big game situations, a team that they had embarrassed earlier in the year, and for, this was last year, obviously. Well, not only that, a, a team that's not going to be a, as able to play on the road in, in January. Yeah, so New England is going to do what New England has done the last several years. Right. They're going to get in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the AFC. Me neither. Now, I'm not really happy with my team. I'm going to pick to win the AFC eventually. But I, I think that their ceiling is probably the conference championship at I best. So. I, yeah. I mean, they'll win a playoff. They'll, they'd win there even if they didn't get a bye. They'll beat 
probably a pretty weak wild card team in that first game, and then they'll lose. Right, you I know. got them going over to Steelers. Okay, because they own the Steelers. Yeah, in the so playoffs. so that's my thing with the Patriots. I've got them. I've got them at eleven wins, winning the division. Um, moving to Houston, I want to go to Houston. Okay, next. This is a bad division this year. It the, is. You know, they. It's funny that you know they won the. They've won it two years in a row, and last year was the most successful year in their franchise's history. But it definitely felt like a disappointment, didn't it? The it way did. they played down the stretch. Yeah. They seem to ha- have that inside track for the top seed, which, as you just spoke, they needed more than New England or Denver. And they didn't even get a bye by the time. No, they didn't. And, and it cost them because they yeah. had to go to New England in the second round. Yeah. And they, you know, they played okay, but no one bought them as having a chance. And right. they were really never in that game. This, to me, I'm a lot cooler on Houston than I know you and I both were at this time last year. We, you and I were both thinking, hey, this is a team that can represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. They're built yeah. well. And I hate to dump on this team again a whole conference early. They're sort of like the Atlanta of the AFC in that they're not, they have no glaring weaknesses. They're built to succeed in the regular season. But you just get the impression they're never going to break through. I mean, don't you? I mean, they I have know more impact players defensively than the Falcons. Oh, though. for sure. But I you mean, know, JJ Watt, Brian Cushing. Yeah, but I don't think they're as good offensively as Atlanta. On the same token, I mean, it, the, the difference may not be as big as them Arian in Atlanta Foster defense. Foster and Andre Johnson said hi. <laughs> Andre Johnson seems—I don't know. I, I think a lot. Some of these younger receivers have passed him up in the uh, pecking order of wide receivers. And it's—you're uh, you're probably one of the masses out there that are crapping on Matt Schaub. Uh, again, he's I, not at the it, level of Flacco. Uh, no, so he's not. And, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. And we'll, I'll talk more about this when we get to Andy Dalton. Okay. With all those young guys that came in the league, too, a lot of these guys in that Matt Schaub tier are kind of being quietly pushed down. Like Flacco, that was a – like he needed to step up last right. year. He really separated himself from the, the Schaubs and the Cutlers. Matt Ryan Cutlers. had his best year. Matt Ryan, you know, stepped up from yeah, Even Matt Ryan's ahead of Matt Schaub. You know he what I'm is, saying? I mean, yeah. Matt Schaub is fine. I, I, I mean, you could do a lot worse Here's my at thing, quarterback like. than matchup. But I think Houston, look, there's two terrible teams in this division, Tennessee and Jacksonville. And right. Indianapolis will get to this, obviously. They're, they're right. a major. They certainly seem to be the prime candidate of regression analysts to fall back to the pack but this the, year. But the thing about being an elite quarterback just to get to the Super Bowl, see, here's the thing, though. I go back to the last time the AFC was this bad and some of the quarterbacks in there. You mean to tell me Matt Schaub couldn't be Stan Humphreys or he couldn't be Neil O'Donnell? When a conference is down. I don't think the AFC's that weak, though. I mean, it doesn't have the depth. But if it's, here's the thing. And ultimately, this is, again, the Cincinnati. You know, it, it's all it, Cincinnati and Houston. It's funny. New England and Denver nationally will be the two top picks. Yeah. I think if you pulled everyone who would do something like this, a podcast, right. they would say the the – Highest percentage, the two teams that would get the highest percentage. What to, if you ask the question, what two teams are going to get the buys in the AFC playoffs, the first round buys? The highest responses would be Denver, New England. Yeah. Well, they did last they year. They did last year, and they have Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And with Cincinnati and Houston, you're looking at Andy Dalton and Matt Shaw. And that ultimately, I mean, look, it's not as simple as just picking the team with the best quarterback. I right. agree. But with Houston, you just get. I just feel that you got their best last year, and their yeah. best just isn't good enough. Cincinnati and Houston are sort of like mirror images, aren't There's, they? Well, and it, what's funny is this. Houston's like, they're be- just like, which one's going to step up, or or is neither of them? Exactly. And what's interesting is Houston's beaten Cincinnati in the playoffs the yeah, last two years. Yeah, they owned them. Yeah. But I think this year, uh-huh. Cincinnati's much better, actually. I, 
here, I feel that we haven't really said anything earth-shattering okay. so far in this podcast, so let's do it. All right. By the way, Houston, 10-6. and six. I'm saying 12-4, and four, they're going to get a bye. Okay, I, I do not. I think they are the fourth of the four. I, I think they'll be the fourth seed. Even in that division. Wow. Just, hey, just because you're in a bad division, I mean, look, they could conceivably go 6-0 and oh in the division. Which they're, you're, they're still a very good team. As you said, no real weaknesses. No real breakthrough strength. I, I think that they're going to kind of, remember, two years ago, everyone wanted to hand them the division, and they kind of, you know, granted there were a lot of injuries. They were down to TJ Yates by the end of the yeah. season, for crying out loud. But here's another thing, too. Remember what I just told you about the win totals? Yeah. I mean, what their, their win total is, what, 10.5, I think, Houston this year? I think so. So you don't want to be going over those too much. I'm going to be a slave to the statistics here, and I'm going to go I'm going to go with 10 wins. I'm going to go – yep, it's 10. Okay. And, by the way, the juice is heavy on the under there, so the betters are agreeing with me. Wow. Just look, they can – winning a bad division at 10-6, and six, I mean, that's that just seems like Houston to me. But let's go to Cincinnati. Yeah. Time to let, let's say something interesting here. Okay. Let, let's go off the rail. Let's not say something status quo. I am really tempted. I've gone back and forth the last couple weeks in preparation for this podcast with this, and I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to go on them. I think Cincinnati may end up with home field advantage in the AFC. I think they have surpassed Houston. I think their defense is a little bit better. Their front seven is phenomenal. They've got, I think, A.J. Green's better than Andre Johnson at this point. Dalton and Shaw is kind of a wash. I don't, but here's the thing. They have, a, and again, this is kind of splitting hairs and this is numbers. Their win total is a little lower. So they don't fall into that ten or above thing, and that's what I think. I'm going to what eight and a half. Eight and a half. I, I, I love, love the over. over. I yeah. love that. That's my first projected win total. That re- yeah, because I got them. I got them at eleven. Yeah, I remember last year New Orleans was our big one that we agreed on. It sounds like we're in big agreement on Cincinnati over eight and a half. Um, but it's funny. I have them at eleven too. I think that it's funny. You know, they're going to need. Here's the thing: Houston can afford to take some games off. Well, right. I mean, if they're fighting for a bye, they won't. But. It's going to be easy for them to win the division, I think, going in. I think they could sleepwalk. Cincinnati can't have that luxury. No. Even with Pittsburgh and Baltimore, not maybe what they once were a couple those years ago. Games, those games will be wars between those three teams, that round robin. But I'm going to ask you to consider, though, Kyle Ross, the difference between the Bengals' divisional schedule and the Broncos' divisional schedule. The number one reason that I have the Broncos at 13 wins and getting the home field advantage through the AFC playoffs. The AFC West is absolutely putrid, once again. Well, I'm, I'm a little higher in Kansas City okay. than I think you are. But with Cincinnati, look, it's all about Dalton. Um, you know, Cincinnati here, I, I want to I I I'll look. say this. If, while you're I want to look, look at something. I'm going to tell you about Cincinnati. They didn't have a bad loss last year. Hold on. Okay. Hold the phone here. While, say while what you're going to say. Right, and while then, you're looking at that, I'm going to say this, and, and this is – this is going to sound maybe more controversial than it is because it's, it's a big if. But if Dalton can step up, they're potentially a Super Bowl team. Yeah, That's I, the I agree. One that thing. The, their weakest spot is yeah. quarterback. They're yeah. loaded everywhere else. Yeah. And he, do you know what? Here's another thing, too, that you got to like about Cincinnati. I think we mentioned this uh, in the mini episode. What was it, number 253? Yeah. If, it'll be interesting if we did say this or not. I mean, teams are still hiring then, so we may not have. I think we may have said watch this. Mm-hmm. He didn't lose either coordinator. Right, right. So that's huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gru- Jay Gruden is obviously kind of his career has kind of been fast tracked because the last name, but he, I mean, he's done a good job. He's he's had a lot of success though, both in the Arena League and as a coordinator at the NFL level. And Mike Zimmer is as good as it gets oh, defensively, he yeah. and he, I, I was shocked he wasn't hired away. That's a great point. And and, and Marvin point, Lewis, right? who I I don't love, you know, he's not. I mean, his Bengals teams have been. Worst mediocre. They had that real bad year with Ocho Cinco and T.O., that disaster. But other than that, 
they usually were finishing around 500 for right. most of these years. And give Mike Brown some credit. It seems that he's put a little bit more money into resources mm -hmm. and that I think this team is ready to take the next leap. Ultimately, I think Dalton will end up costing them the playoffs. Just because I think they have home field advantage in the AFC okay. doesn't mean I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl because I don't. But okay. I, I think they're every year, you know, kind of like there's a team. There's always been that storyline the last couple years, it seems, where a team sort of comes out. Because I, I think nationally, not a lot of people are as high on Cincinnati as you and I are. And there's always that team that jumps out to that great record. It was Atlanta last year. Yeah. And there's that hackneyed story. Do you believe in them? Mm -hmm. You know, it was Houston and Atlanta for right. part of last year. And I think Cincinnati can be that team this year. Now, I wanted to just show you here. Okay. Cincinnati last year, they got hammered in week one on Monday Night Football by Baltimore, 44-13. Yeah. Flacco uh, played the, his best game of the regular season mm -hmm. that night. He was the Flacco that we saw in the playoffs, quite frankly, that night. Right. After that, they did lose by four to a pedestrian Miami team and 10 at Cleveland. But that game got away, I, you know, have, living in Cleveland, I remember watching that game. That game got away from them late. They were actually leading, I believe, going into the fourth quarter. Other than that, they lost by seven to Pittsburgh, eight to Denver, and by one to Dallas. This team didn't get blown. I mean, this team got blown out once okay. last year. So, you know, and then they, you know, they kind of, that was a real boring playoff game. They lost at Houston. 1913 in the wild second straight does year. Does that mean that they're ready to regress a little bit, though? No. Well, let's take. I mean, their record in close. You know, as you know, I'm yeah. paying attention to record in close games this year. Let's take a look here. They were one and oh, two and oh, two and one, two and two, two and three, three and three. Now they were five and four in close games. I was really resisting the urge to be a dick and start counting out loud while you were doing that. I wouldn't really have liked that. <laughs> but they were five and four, which okay says that. But Here's the thing. They, their wins were usually, I mean, they say the sign of a good team is when you beat up a crappy team. Yes. And then you lose. I mean, they had a lot. I mean, they played Kansas City. They, they crushed them. They crushed Oakland. Um, Philadelphia was bad. They beat the heck out of them. Jacksonville, they beat the heck out of them. Uh, so I just think that this team, regular season-wise, okay. is ready to take the step. I got them 11-5, and five, mm -hmm. like you do. And I think there's a chance. That's the same record as New England, keep in mind. Yes. Um, there, that there's a chance that they could end up with home field advantage in the AFC. I'm yeah. tempted to say they do. I, I think that they do. Uh, the, I don't think they'll get it. I don't even think they're going to get a bye. I got them at 11 and 5. Houston 12 and 4. New England 11 and 5. And Denver 13 and 3. The one, the one of the big four that we haven't talked about yet. Sure. And I just want to say, Cincinnati, yeah. their goal this year is very clearly win a playoff game. I think their ceiling is losing at home in the AFC Championship, uh, yes. which is what I have them doing. Yes, and I, I think, again, we can both agree on this because I, I have them playing in the wild card round, but I have them winning there. You and I have them at least making it to the second round. Yeah, yeah, and I think they can get to – I think they could be at – they can host the AFC Championship game, and they would lose that to the team that you have with the best record during the season. And <laughs> – I don't like this pick, but it's just so safe this time of year. Look for me to change it midseason. Okay. But I think Denver, it's hard not to make them the favorite in the AFC. Everybody's picking them. Yeah. And Nobody's and picking Houston. I, I'm going with Houston. You love like, this Houston, don't yeah. you? I, you I, still on that bandwagon? Ross, I have Houston going into Mile High and winning the AFC. Okay, so game. I'm a little higher in Cincinnati. You're a little higher in Houston yes. than it seems. Okay. Yes. Well, let's talk about Denver because okay. this was a fine team. They... Uh, went for the, certainly uh, a mild uh, understatement with an upgraded quarterback from Tim Tebow to yes. Peyton Manning, and they jumped from eight to thirteen wins. When you have a jump in wins like that, I'll, here's one thing about Denver. I know that you think the AFC West is putrid, and I'm, I, it's tough to disagree. 
I don't think there's any way they match last year's 13 wins. I think everything went well for them last year. They well, didn't not least of which the schedule. Yes, they didn't beat any good. Did they beat? Hold on here. Let's take a look at this here. I mean, if you have a, a comment you'd like to make on Denver right now, I'd love to hear it while I'm, I look I'm up. I'm just going to say, I mean, they have, you know, outside of you know, Elvis Doomerville, they have just about all of the same parts. Uh, Von Miller did you, the, c- well, came Von down Miller's today. He's possibly suspended. No, six now. They're oh, saying. this just in. Okay. Yeah, and, and their defense, yeah, that, that was just announced a little bit ago. Okay. And, um, you know, we're doing this on August 19th, and that it just happened. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but with they're going to be minus him. And I think we talked about this last year a little bit. I think their defense has been a little overrated the last two years. It got a lot of credit in the Tebow year okay. because they had they had to win a lot of those games ugly. And you even said it. They were opportunistic. They were. They, they made the stops when they needed to. And last but year. Last year they were, like, better, though. I didn't think they were yeah, opportunistic. Well, you know why, though? They were better. You know why, though? They were playing a lot of bad teams, especially okay. the bad offenses in that division. Okay. And they, they, they could afford, when you're a defense and you're always leading, you can afford to take some chances. Okay. I think that defense will not be as good as they were last year. And also, offensive line, they lost their center for the right. year already. So, and am I the only one who still wants to question Peyton Manning's health, or are we just, are we over that now? Well, last year at this time, when everyone was talking, they're like, oh, God. If, I if was Peyton an Manning, skeptic at yeah, this point. Yeah, everyone last year was saying, oh, God, if Peyton Manning takes the wrong hit, he's going to be, you know, he's gonna, was, he, he's, they're going to be feeding him his lunch through a, through a straw. The rest yeah. of the like, now he's okay. Now his neck is, is fine. I was having him fitted for a scooter and a drool cup, and, and I feel like, uh, again, he proved me wrong, yeah, I Yeah, but, I mean, is, is his neck fine now? And the guy, I mean, did he not have the four surgeries on his well, neck anymore? Did, did he not take any hits last year? Again, I, I just, very, very rarely will you hear me say, no, 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 I was completely wrong. But that's what I'm saying. Here I, were I De- think I was wrong. Here were Denver's last all right they won their last they started three and three and they won their last 10 games here are their last eight wins carolina san diego kansas city tampa bay oakland baltimore who did win the super bowl and got revenge on them uh by the way in mile high cleveland kansas city i i think denver again let's go back if it's a win total of 10 or higher go under yeah they're at 11 and a half which i believe ranks right among the highest in the league I'm going 11 wins for Denver. I think they will – there is – I'm booking, as a matter of fact. Okay. They will not match last year's 13-win total. Everything went right for them down the stretch. And, again, am I looking too much into things with Peyton Manning? I remember a few years ago Brett Favre switched colors and had this miracle comeback season with a new team. Yeah. It ended when he threw a terrible interception across his body to the other team. Wow. Peyton Manning, didn't he do that? He did. No, uh, so he did. Now, that being said, the addition of Wells Walker, I still think it's really hard not to pick this team to win the AFC, but I, it's just because I can't buy in Cincinnati yet to go to the Super Bowl. New England kind of gags in the playoffs, and I'm just not sold in Houston. So it's almost by default I'll take Denver to win the AFC, but... And I'm kind of taking Houston by default for the same reason. Okay, don't, don't be surprised if I, come playoff time, mm-hmm. I switch on Denver. If I see something else, if okay. maybe there's a surprise team that we haven't talked about yet, I'm looking... That's why I wanted to do the middle last. Yeah, I wanted maybe you to talk me into a team. It's like the, the middle's the most interesting yeah. in the AFC, certainly. But as far as it goes with Denver, in looking at this, and there's another thing too, of I had this feeling about them going into the playoffs, and I don't exactly remember who I had coming. I, I think I was I think I was staying with Houston just out of stubbornness. But anyways, 
I'm not going to say I thought I, I, I was shocked that Denver lost to Baltimore. You I and I, you I and I went on there and said there's no way they lose to Baltimore. Yeah. Remember, we were we, we were like most people and say book the Denver a- New England AFC Championship. We game. didn't see that landmine, but I will say this: I had an uneasy feeling about them coming into the playoffs. I, I don't know if this means anything or not, but this is just, maybe, maybe this is just a residual of all my years of playing fantasy sports. I'm terrified yes. going into the playoffs if I've won like 10 in a row. Because you're, you're going to have a bad thumb. week. You're going to yeah, have a bad they week. They won the last 10, Kyle, and I was just like, okay, do you realize you now have to win 13 games in a row to win the Super Bowl? That is, the, the odds against that are pretty steep. Yeah, I mean, look, bad division and Peyton Manning yeah. mean that, I mean, look, I mean, the, the Tim Tebow Broncos obviously way outperformed their, you know, their Pythagorean win total, if you know yes. that stuff by a lot. But the switch at quarterback kind of nullified any regret likely regression when right. he went to Manning last year and Manning's going to keep them at a certain level it's right. like New England there's just a bit a canyon between them and the rest of the division but you know it's funny I always do this I always say yeah okay I guess that, that this team does deserve to be the the uh favorite to win the conference but then I nitpick them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I feel with Denver I look Welker will probably be a great addition to a receiving core that was already pretty strong but the injuries on the offensive line and def- and you know some of the loss of defensive personnel, which I thought was an overrated unit the last two years, I, I just think there's no way they match last year's 13 win total. Okay, well, that's a very that's a very interesting uh, thought. I got them at 13, but I mean I could see that as well. Again, I, I have them at 13 largely because I think the rest of the division is so pathetic, and, and that really kind of plays in. Uh, so we've talked about the four best teams. We don't, I don't think, have much to say about the four worst, other than that they pretty much suck going division by division. You start in the East with the Jets. Uh, again, a, a transition year at best. One of the things that, that a couple of the bad teams have in common is, and I think this will prove to be the case with Tennessee as well, where Mike Munchak inexplicably survived. I think we can say Rex Ryan, Mike Munchak, Dennis Allen will all be gone after this yes. year. Ownership flinched in every case. When ownership flinches and gives a coach one more year, the coach never makes it past that year, and the team at some point quits on him. Three of the four teams uh, we're talking about uh, here among the worst have that in common. Yeah, I actually think that those will be the teams picking one, two, three next April. Okay. The three you just mentioned, Oakland, Tennessee, and the Jets. With the Jets... Look, I was tempted to pick the Jets to win a few more games. I think when we talk about these teams, the only difference you and I will have mm-hmm. is I'm going to pick them to win a couple more games, maybe just ugly games. You know, okay. I know every year there is that 2-14, and 3-13 and 13 team, and there will, you know, it'll, if it's going to be somebody, it's probably going to be one of these teams, uh, Oakland pro- probably. But I'm going to go 5-11 and 11 for the okay. Jets. I, I think they might win a few more than you think, just because everyone's so down on them. Okay. But... Here's the problem, and, and you kind of already alluded to it with the coaching. Rex Ryan is obviously coaching to save his job, and for better or for worse, it's going to end up being for worse. And the first he's round married, pick was for the future. He's married to Mark Sanchez. Yes. And he is going to try to stick with Sanchez as long as he can. Yeah. And that's not going to be – I think they're going to get off to a terrible – Who do the, I'd love to see who the Jets start off the, the season front with. Office, uh, I can pull this up. The front office star, uh, is going to want to see Geno Smith in there. Because yes, and, and eventually he's he will be their starter next year in week one, Geno Smith, with a new coach. And spoiler alert, I talked about looking ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I think whoever coaches this team next year is not going to be walking into a bare cupboard. The defense is going to be great. I still Rex Ryan can coach defense, and I still think the Jets have a good defense despite the loss of Revis. 
They drafted the kid from Alabama. He's not going to be as good as Revis initially, but he right. can fill in. Uh, uh, D. Milner. D. Milner. D. Milner. Yeah. And I, the, Wilkerson is great. Right. For the, and it's just the offense stinks, and it's going to stink with Sanchez. I, I just, you know, I mean, the butt fumble wasn't the worst play in NFL history. <laughs> but it, it's just something that's going to stain Sanchez. His confidence is wrecked. He makes too many bad he, He's a right. worse Tony Romo. Right. Really. So, um, yeah, the Jets will be bad, and Ryan's going to get fired. Yeah, and that's they, they start off, it's a home game, but they start off with Tampa Bay. The remember Terror they Reed surprised? Bowl. Yeah, yeah, remember they played their best game of the year in week one last year against Buffalo? Yeah. The Jets argued with Sanchez through like four touchdowns. They scored like 48 points yeah. inexplicably. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets win there, but they'll get killed by the Patriots. Eh, Buffalo get, sucks also. So. I think I'm a little higher in Buffalo, I bet, than you. Tennessee's kind of Tennessee oh, okay. sucks. All right. Uh, the, the schedule doesn't – schedule gets – oh, boy. The, there, there's a stretcher yeah, on Atlanta, Pittsburgh, New England, Cincinnati, New Orleans. Yeah, and then at, swept. Bu- at, at Buffalo. At, yeah, th- that's when it's going to go bad. And Ryan, you know. It'll be like two and two. This could be our year. We could make a run. Splat. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, do you agree with me, though, that Geno Smith is the starter in week one of 2014 sure. for a new coach? Sure. Okay. I agree completely, and that, that's the whole thing here. Uh, you know, in, in going back to a, a, a very, very recent mini-episode here on the show, to, to reference the great show Breaking Bad, Mike the Cleaner, no half measures. Here's the thing. It's half measures with every one of these teams. We'll give you one more year. And in the case of the Jets, you bring in a new GM who's going to want to hire his own guy. This new, new GM, GM seems kind of sharp, too, he, by the way. He's, he's off the Seahawks tree, yeah. so they know what they're doing over there. But, again... Geno Smith, a guy who is not going to be, dra- you know, is not drafted to help a, cor- a uh, coach needing to win now. That's the whole thing here, too. The, they, they flinched on firing Rex Ryan, uh, and then Oakland and Tennessee flinched on hiring their co- or yeah, firing their coaches I don't as think well. Ryan is as disastrous as last season felt. I mean, it's hard to remember this team. Actually, I mean, 6-10 and is kind of stinky, but it's not, like, horrible. It felt like they were a lot worse than six and ten last year. But I think this will be. I got yeah, you're right. It, it, here's the thing. Yeah. You just feel that they haven't hit rock bottom yet, right. and I think this year will be. Uh, I just wanted to. I get this from the Football Outsiders here. There's only five quarterbacks in NFL history that have met the following criteria in four straight seasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished below league average in completion percentage. Finished below league average in yards per attempt. Thrown at least 300 passes for the same team each year. Mark Sanchez is one of them. Right. So I, I think this is his sw- – eventually the front office is going to get its way. Yeah. Um, probably after that horrible midseason stretch, Geno Smith will come in late, but it's not going to be enough to save his team, not going to be enough to save Ryan's job, and the, the Jets finish at last. Yeah, very – And they and they pick very high. Very much agree. No skill – by the way, I, I'll say this, because I defended Mark Sanchez in the past in this program, and I you can't anymore. But I, for as long as we've been doing this, Ricky, going back two years and even longer, one of the first things I said – the cupboard, the offensive playmakers for this team, right? that cupboard is bare. And people are just realizing that now it's been bad for a couple of years, and Sanchez certainly hasn't helped, but, I mean, no running game, no receivers. It has been. It has been. In, in, in the West, again, I got Oakland at 2-14. and 14. I think they're going to be that team that's the absolute bottom feeder. They are the worst the team league. on paper coming in. I think most people have them 32nd well, in the power and rankings. The guy who came the closest by far to losing his job, I, I just can't let go of this was Dennis Allen, because Mark Davis was openly bad-mouthing him at the end. Like, ah, I don't know what this guy's thinking, eh. And then he doesn't fire him. They seem to be a, I mean, it's funny, Al, everyone thought that, you know, and you don't, it sounds kind of mean-spirited, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of thought, I think, that when Al went, that organizationally they would improve. 
and it doesn't look like that's happening. Sincerely, the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, <laughs> and it doesn't look. It does not look like the apple has fallen far from the tree, no. so to speak, with the, with Mark Davis. And you know they've got a win total in Vegas of five and a half, which is tied for last. And usually, well, actually, it's not tied. Jacksonville's actually the lowest at five flat. And usually, you do want to go over these low win totals. We'll talk about that with Jacksonville when we get to them. I cannot see this team winning more than five games, no. though. I've got them at five and eleven, which I know sounds high, and I'm, I totally—it's just—it's just numbers, and I can see them certainly on paper entering the year as the worst team in the league. I mean, Matt Flynn—it kind of reeks of a Matt Castle thing in Kansas City, where mm-hmm. okay, he's had two good games. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the games meant nothing. It was a re- meaningless regular season finale against, yeah. with two teams that didn't care, and. That's when he was in Green Bay two years ago. Uh, and he was beaten out by Russell Wilson. That speaks volumes, that he yeah. was paid all that money, and they and Seattle rightfully chose Russell Wilson. And there's just, I mean, who are the playmakers on this team? Yeah. I mean, they, on paper, this team just looks bad. So I, I'm with you. I mean, if the Raiders finish 2-14, and 14, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I really thought they were going to win five games. I'm just yeah. going, you know, they dropped from what? Eight to four. I think they won eight games two years ago. Yeah. Remember, they were they were sniffing playoff contention yeah. for a little bit two years ago, and then it's all been wrong since Jason Campbell got hurt. Actually, the Carson right. Palmer trade was a disaster it on was. all counts, and so they start over with Matt Flynn. I just think you drop from eight to four, you pick up an extra win. I'll go five and eleven for the Raiders, but they'll be picking in the top three next yeah. April. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're going to have Terrell Pryor probably taking over the job at some point. That is not a good – I mean, no. come on. I mean, all right, Rick, take off the bucknuts.com no, T-shirts no, no, here never, for a never, second. Okay. I've never been a Terrell Pryor guy, but I was going to say, you know, Terrell Pryor will, will be will be getting the job, and, and, and Flynn will be changing his name back to Walt Jr. Uh, by the time it's all set. <laughs> very, very good. Like that. Very good Thank with the you. T-shirt. Yes. That was Thank that was masterful. That you. was masterful, Thank sir. I try. I, I don't always hit, but I try. The other two uh, horrific teams we find both in the AFC South. I have Tennessee and uh, Javiel both at four and twelve this year. I was tempted to have them pretty. Si- you know, it's funny that they look similar, but I think Tennessee's gonna be the worst team in the league. Okay. Give me one reason to think that they're gonna be good. They're built around. I mean, how old is Chris Johnson? Twenty nine or thirty? I can't give you one reason. Yeah, Tracy I mean, Chapman. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, I know they've kind of retooled the offensive line, and they want to be a run-first team. But, I mean, do you watch the rest of the league for right. a run-first team? Who's doing that in, in succeeding? Well, that's the, when, you're, when you say we want to be a run-first team, that's, when, that's basically a polite way of saying our quarterback stinks and we have no receivers. Well, it, it, and, well, they have and their of, defense is awful, by have, the way. That's, a a thing that, that's something that cannot be overlooked with Tennessee. Right. Their defense is awful. Awful. They, they they have a lot of question marks and inconsistency at wide receivers. They have guys who are capable of going off. They have guys who are capable of going two receptions for 19 yards. They, they just, they, 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 you don't have anybody you can count on there. And as far as it goes with Chris Johnson, as far as, you know, pounding the rock, That's teams just... that do that also typically don't do that with scat backs. This is a league where you can have a scat back and be successful, but it's all in how you use them. The notion of we're going to be a run first team with a scat back, not the way you use guys. You want to get a guy like Chris Johnson into space as much as you possibly can. Yes, you have to run between the tackles to keep the defense honest, but the style of a player like that, Kyle, is to get him into space as much as possible. I would just like to reiterate how horrible Tennessee's defense was last year. Yep. They gave up 34, 38, 41, 38, 30, 23, 34, uh, they they actually they, they gave up only 19 but lost in overtime to Indianapolis. 
Uh, 51 to the Bears. That was one of the worst game, once one-sided games of the year. Um, they inexplicably killed Miami, 37-3. That was a weird <laughs> result. But uh, and then they gave up 55 late in the year to Green Bay. I mean, this is a bad, bad defense. Chris Johnson, when you look at his rush totals, listen to this. Jake Locker was the team's leading rusher each of the first three games, and he never had more than 35 yards. Wow. I just don't see any. I have Tennessee. I'm with you at 4-12. and 12. Jacksonville's going to go a little higher, 6-10. and 10. Two theories I'd like to back them up Okay. With. Every year there's the rule of four, they call it. It's a different rule of four, not just the four new playoff entrants. That roughly a quarter of the league, it's like over eight, but let's eight point something, eight point something teams will see their win total change by at least four games. Okay. And when breaking, and then also, also, I told you off air that NFL teams with a win total of six or less go over roughly 67% of the time on futures bets. Wow. Jacksonville's the lowest at five. Okay. I'm, and they won two games a year ago. Using those numbers as my guide, I'm going to say Jacksonville gets to a stinky six and ten. Okay. Um, I'm not saying they're going to be necessarily better than last year. It looks like Chad Henney's going to be the starter, which is not. And Justin mirror, Blackman's mirror suspended. Mirror image of what we said about Terrell Pryor. I need to hear you say it about Chad Henney. Oh, he stinks. Okay. <laughs> he <All right>. stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good. Very good. But Chad Henney is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, guess what? Woody Hayes is buried under three yards in a cloud oh. of dust now. Hey, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, um, excuse me. What, what was I talking about? Uh, Jacksonville, six and yes. ten. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, look. They'll, they'll go from two to six. This does not mean that I'm like, I think they're, that they have a new coach. Now, they did make the coaching change. Mike right. Malarkey uh, had, did not exactly set the world on fire in northern Florida. Right. Gus Bradley, he comes over from Seattle. I like this guy. I like this hire, but it, this is a rebuilding job. It man. is. They need, th- is, there's a chance Teddy Bridgewater could be the quarterback next year for this team, depending how low they finish. That's the best thing that could happen to them. Yeah. And I just think that they're, you know, they were kind of, you know, they got beat. They got whipped routinely last year. I'll admit that. But, you know, when Blackman comes back, the receivers aren't that bad. Who's that number two guy? He was at some base. Your boy Cecil Shorts, wasn't yes. that his name? Yeah. Okay, Cecil, eat my shorts. I think, that, <laughs> I think that's Chris Berman's most modern reference he uses on primetime these days. But uh, I'm just disappointed that he never back in the day worked in Hartley. I like Dykes. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, Ricky, the rest of the world's moved on, okay, Republican Party, okay. But I just think Jacksonville kind of claws its way to a stinky 6-10. and 10. I could see that. I, I, that deserves the Judy Tenuta. It could happen. Yeah, so. but, but I don't think that means they're on the upward trajectory for 2014. No, that no. Both Tennessee and Jacksonville are going to be bad for a while. Yeah, exactly. That, that kind of says it all. That Jacksonville in 2014 could retrench from six and ten that kind of yeah i mean wrong. you know i mean it's i mean they, they just <laughs> They're don't coming back off that massive high water mark that they had the, the best year in their recent history the defense isn't terrible here is it no it's not yeah i mean they, the defense isn't bad i mean it's better than it's doesn't a lot better than t- tennessee's have, doesn't have many impact players but it's not bad yeah, they're rebuild i mean this is a rebuild job it's a bad market that's not going to attract a lot of free agents so they need to hit a home run in the draft they, uh, they in april do. They do. Now, you so know. those are the four. So it's funny. We've hit, what, half the conference? Yeah. The Just four about. great. And the, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The four good ones, the four bad ones that everyone agrees on. 